up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in Kate. Kate, welcome back. I know, I missed you all last week. I was sad I couldn't be here. And the week before. No, I was here the week before. I wasn't here two weeks weeks before that. Okay. Okay. Next, we've got Peter. Pete, glad to have you with us. Hey, everybody. Happy post Thanksgiving. Mm hmm. Yes. And also, we're going to bring in Steve. We've got a full crew tonight. Hey, Steve. Hi, everyone. Oh, Steve's got the ugly Christmas sweater going. So. Oh, I have uglier ones. <laughs> yeah. I have the ugly Christmas face. Go- oh, wait, never mind. Um, <laughs> guys, if you have not already, please like, subscribe, share. That way you'll never miss any of the episodes we've got coming up. And we've got a couple of real fun ones coming up, including the 2023 Toonies. Ooh, Toonies. So, and this don't week, forget to vote out there. Yeah, the link's yes. on our Facebook page. Yep. So, okay, this week, they have come out. They came out first of November with a, a new season of Behind the Attraction. This is a show that goes into the creation and background and some of the making of certain Disney attractions or Disney intellectual properties or other things that make Disney Disney. Um, this week, we decided to watch the first three episodes, which all focus on rides or shows based around a specific um, intellectual property. In some cases, they came before the movie. In some cases, they came after the movie. In some cases, thank goodness there is no movie. <laughs> so, yet. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that is, is <laughs> pretty much right because we all know Disney. And well, I've got a thought question to bring up to you guys near the end. So, the first episode we watched was Pirates of the Caribbean. It which is the proper way to pronounce it because if you say Caribbean, people are going to know you really don't know the ride. So, <laughs> um th- that's one of those those Disney tells that if you say it's Pirates of the Caribbean, it's like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> you you are not a Disney insider on that one." So, um so Pirates of the Caribbean um, talked about the Disneyland, talked about then it being moved over to Walt Disney World um, and a couple other places around the world. I'm going to start, give Kate first up on this one. Kate, what was your thoughts? What's something you enjoyed? What's something you didn't quite like about the specifically about- the Pirates of the Caribbean episode? Yeah. So when the episode started, I looked at Casey and I said, they better talk about the redhead. Like, I want to hear the story behind the redhead. And they they 
I touched on they it. Walked over that so fast. Which I get. I get it. And I'm glad that they were like, maybe we shouldn't sell women. Like, that's good. But like, yeah. I literally, it started and I just kept going, we wants the red. <laughs> um, so I actually, I, uh, of the three that we watched, mm, this was not my favorite one. Um, I'm not sure which one was my favorite, but this, uh, wasn't it. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed kind of seeing, I always love when they pull in the Imagineers and they're like, we didn't really know what to do. So I kind of just drew this picture. And then they were like, yeah, build that. And I'm like, how do I get into that room? <laughs> like, how do I how do I do that? Because that's cool. Sadly, um, I, I, don't love... that, sadly, I don't think that exists at Disney anymore. No, no. <laughs> um, I loved um, how they incorporate. They talked about incorporating the movie. And how I found it very interesting when they talked about, oh, shoot, what was the word? It starts with a B and it's going past like the sight line. Oh, shoot. The, the, oh, they talked about it in this and in, um, one of the other ones. Like, ah! like the projection, how it follows the sight line type. No, thing. no, 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 no. When they talk about like how Walt Disney put trees because he didn't want oh, you the to burn. Be, the, the what? The berm. The berm. The berm. I had never heard of that. Even even having worked for Disney, I know, even having worked for Disney for 10 years, I had never heard that term. So I found that fascinating and how like, oh, yeah, we had it. You, you do two drops because we're actually sending you underneath the, the train station. Like, that is so cool to me because we don't have that exactly in Florida because you can't go underground as they talked about because then you're underwater um so of all the things i just thought that that was fascinating uh i loved when they talked about the chickens and how they brought in real chickens that was hilarious um was there anything else that like jumped out big to me uh i'll leave it at that for right now you go pete so so to I remember watching, we watched the original series and I remember one of the things we complained about it was that it was a little, a little light on information. And I feel like they maybe course corrected that a little bit, at least with these three episodes, not completely. It was still, you know, it was still pretty light. They still uh, tried to work in the humor quite a bit with, with jokes. And um, if anybody's uh, ever seen, um, on Netflix, they have like the movies that made us and those type of shows. I feel like they pulled the style of that of that into this, where there's a lot of like go back to the same joke, go back to the same joke. Um, I'm not gonna say that was great, but I thought they did a better job this time of getting a little more in depth with the actual ride and talking about, you know, again, going into the history of pirates of the Caribbean, how it affected the movies, how the movies affected the ride. Um, and that's all kind of fascinating. Cause if you think about they've, they've done a lot of movies about rides, but the total number of successful movies about rides is this one. <laughs> so this is really the only, the only, the only movies that really went from ride to movie 
back to ride again. And it um, was the first one. Excuse me, the first the first big one. Yes, there was that awful Tower of Terror one, but this was the I first loved one. that movie. <laughs> Tristan Dunst and Gutenberg. It's got that Gutenberg his in it. Yep. Oh, it was so good. And his Bibles. <laughs> Not that Gutenberg. Not that Gutenberg. <laughs> we do Epcot next time. Okay. <laughs> uh so anyways, so I did like the way they presented the history of the rides and the different rides all the way from starting with the walkthrough attraction. Um I love the that they shared the um I'm gonna make sure the John it was the John Hench ske- sketches. Was that the no Mark Davis? Mark Davis Mark Davis, Davis. uh sketches. Um, you know, they talked about Existencio writing the the, the song, and I, I thought that was uh, was really good. Um, there wasn't a lot that I didn't know already, but um, I'm a pretty in depth theme park nerd, so I, I I'm never I'm never mad when a show has like mostly stuff I know because I mostly know it. <laughs> I know a lot. So. Uh, and there were actually, I got to say, um, and we'll get to them, some of the other shows, there were some stuff I didn't know. So, um, but this one, uh, I thought this one was pretty good. I, I, I liked this episode. It wasn't my favorite, but I, I enjoyed it more than most of the episodes from the first season. What about you, Steve? Um, Something like you, like I know lots of stuff because I've read the Imagineering story. So a lot of the back, background information I knew. One thing I did not know was originally weren't planning pirates for the Florida park. That was a new bit yeah. of information for me. So that surprised me. And I found that fascinating. It was so such a big hit. They wanted pirates. Um, like you, Pete, I enjoyed seeing the original art concept from Mark Davis of what he was sort of planning out and recognizing where they put that um, in the stuff. Um I felt like you, I felt like sometimes they don't go in depth. They jumped around too much. Like, wait, I want to know more. And now you're off flying over here. And it's sort of this like quick bits of information. And I just want a little bit more information. I want more detail. Um, I do like that they, they visited all the different variations and sort of talked about the variations. Because um, I've seen three of them. I've seen Paris and I've seen um, Disneyland all the time. And then I've seen Florida. So I find, I found that fascinating. So I, otherwise I think Kate and Pete have pretty much covered with my same thoughts. What about you, Derek? Uh, honestly, this episode for me was painful to watch, painful to watch. Just the a to me, if I'm going to sit through 50 minutes of something, I want to learn something new. And I, again, I'm like Pete, I'm a huge theme park nerd. There was nothing new on this one. First, Kate, bless your heart. I just have to throw that out there. We're not knowing about the berm. So now, <laughs> actually, Kate, you're wrong a little bit. They do go under the railroad tracks at World. That's that's the drop, but it drops back down to the main. Le- it drops back down. The to Pirates down. Ride does. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Out. You're going through the caves and you've got the pirate on your left. And right now they've got that stupid talking skull up there where they take the picture. Yeah. And then it drops down and you get to the big fight scene. And that's on the other side. When do you go back up at the end? Yeah. You you don't go back up in the Florida one because you walk walk back up. You walk back up. Right. My question is, when do you 
Never when you mind. get to the second level, from yeah. the ferry boat to the main gate goes up a level. The, the ferry boat comes down on ground level and like the monorail and all that stuff comes in on ground level. And then it's... Oh my up. God, I thought you were talking about in the Pirates ride. And I was like, there's a ferry boat in no, the Pirates the ride? <laughs> that I knew. Okay, I'm with you. At the front gate, you go yeah, no, she, hill. I got she, you. I got lived what you She lived you. in the Utilidor. She knows that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, 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 yeah. So that's how you I thought you meant thing. in the ride. No, yeah. so gotcha. Um, I did not like the constant referring back to the old, the same joke again and again and again and again and again. I it it bugged me, especially on this one. This was no, I didn't. I didn't like it either. But I'm just saying they they pulled that from that other. The, if you if you watch. Okay. If you watch the movies that made us on Netflix, you will see the exact same style as this. Okay. But but you might learn more things. Yeah, I was going to say, of the three episodes, this was probably my least favorite. This was probably the ride I knew the most about. Mm -hmm. Because it's been talked about the most. Okay. Hmm. I know these two know the answer. Kate, what... So, Exitensio wrote A Pirate's Life for Me. What other theme park ride song did he write? What was? Can you say his name one more time? Ex Atencio. Uh, did he write? There's a great, big, beautiful nope. tomorrow. Sherman Brothers. And not it's a small world. Yeah, that's also Sherman Brothers. Brothers. Can I have a hint? Um, you can Is have. It a Magic Kingdom? You can have nine hundred ninety nine of them. Oh, Grim Grinning Ghosts. Yes. Wow. And George Bruns also did Grim Grinning Ghosts. Fascinating. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, the more you know. The more you know. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> anyway. Okay. The next episode we watched was the they talked about the different Big Thunder Mountain railroads across the parks. Um talked about how basically Disneyland and Disney World were developed at the same time and are completely just mirror images of one another. And then it also talks about the one at Paris. And I get the impression, I think the one at Tokyo is basically a Florida Disneyland copy. Yes. It yeah, is, yeah. It's just copy one of those. So, Steve, what was your highlights and lowlights about the Big Thunder Mountain? My lowlights was the reused footage from the Pirates of the Caribbean episode that really annoyed me a lot like you already talked about this can't you split it up um i did love hearing like for at least the disneyland version of how the original idea started and how it was supposed to be actually sorry for florida how it was supposed to be really big and then it got shrunk and shrunk and shrunk down western Um, western river expedition yeah i found that fascinating um I knew about Disneyland where um, the Rainbow Bridge, where it was the original thing. And it's just, so that's a nod to what was originally at Disneyland. I found that fascinating. Um, and of course, the goat, the, go- the goat trick. Um, if you know about Disneyland, we all know about that. Um, what I was disappointed by is not talking about, at least at Disneyland, that there is a story involved. Um, if you're going through the queue, it's all warning you that when there's red lanterns that they're blasting. And then when you go on the ride, the first two caverns are no red lanterns. But when you hit the last, the last one, one. The, all of them are red lanterns. So if you've been paying attention to the queue, you know oh, you're going to be in trouble because they're going to be blasting today. 
which the um, problem with that is if you've got a wheelchair in your party and you go in you through the that. back, you, yeah, miss you miss all that. of that. Um, I wish they talked more about how Imagineers come up with this story and how the cube buys into that story. I feel like they glossed over that. Um, I will admit, I think the best version I've ever been on is the Disneyland, um, the Disneyland Paris version that goes under the water, under the river of Americas or whatever and out to the island. Um, that's probably the best version. Um, again, I felt like not going in depth enough like it's like like pirates of it's sort of like quick and bits bits and pieces there um i knew most of the information already because it's probably in my top five attractions that i like i would what agree about with, you Derek? yeah i would agree with that part that probably probably top five definitely top 10 but probably top five it, it's close to top five six it's in that five six seven range for me um I will say this is one ride that if you can ride it at night, either place, it is a it is a much cooler looking ride. Um, I also think the Disney World one feels faster because the land one has all the trees that the world one doesn't. So all you're seeing is the hard rocks go past and they're a little bit further away. So you, I think you get a bit more sensation of speed. I wish, and this is just a, if you're listening, Disney, fix the special effects in the last tunnel at World. That whole oh my gosh. shake as an earthquake and the rocks used to move and it was really, really cool. And it hasn't worked in at least 15 years. Is that like how the Yeti's arm used to swoop down in... Uh... No, this worked longer than that did. Okay. That, yeah. that broke very quickly. We we have video of my daughter coming off of Big Thunder Mount, Mountain, and her comment was, "The rocks are waving." Oh, <laughs> now it didn't look realistic at all. No, but they were uh, they were like moving. Cool, they and, would move. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I love from this the fact that they the footage of the the old the pack mules and the rainbow the rainbow caverns. Yeah. I loved that footage of it because that's that's footage you don't see a whole lot. Yes, I agree. Other than that, um, the only other thing I think they might have been able to dive into a little bit deeper was the supposed backstory that they've tried to throw into the like the world version with the Baron Tony Baxter character that is yeah. so forced it's not even funny. Um, right. So. I mean, this was okay. Again, I didn't learn a lot or hardly anything, but I don't know if I was used to the jokes on this one or if they just weren't as annoying for me or what. But to me, this was better than the Pirates version, Pirates thing. But I don't, I didn't mind this episode. Kate, how about you? Um, I'm not surprised that this episode was not quite, but almost 10 minutes shorter than the rest of them. Uh, this was probably my least favorite of the three. This, I just found, I, I just had trouble getting into this. The, the, my favorite part was when they talked about how they made a comic out of this ride and that the, one of the creators was the villain in the comic and that a friend snapped a picture of him looking at the comic and that 
they should then they showed the comic of the guy reading in the and so i liked that part um i feel like especially for diehard disney fans we tend to cling on to the most random things on rides and in the parks and so when everybody was like the goat the goat and like somebody made him a thing of the goat that said billy <laughs> name tag billy on it <laughs> Like that is such a Disney fanatic thing to do is like, and I was trying to think of other things. I know that there are other things um, throughout the parks that like people just fixate on. I know there are (laughs) of them right offhand right now. Just about anything. Right. There's just like so many things and so there's a website for trash cans of disney world oh so my God. it's just it, it's wild to me so when they were talking about the goat i was like because of course there's a goat on the ride and and it's funny i've never noticed the head of the t-rex excuse me um, i've never noticed the head of the t-rex i've always noticed the bones like the like the rib cage but i've never noticed mm. the head of it before because I've ridden Big Thunder, I don't even know how many times. Um, I don't know. This one just wasn't my favorite. It was it was fine. I learned a few things, but this wasn't my favorite. This is probably my least favorite of the three. Yeah, I think the problem with this one is there's not a lot of difference between the different versions of it. So oh. they went into more detail of the actual process. And and one thing I always find fascinating is and and it 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 shows up in the other two too if you if you think about them like the process of like designing and coming up with the idea and then designing it and then redesigning it and then building it and everything it's like usually like 10 years or more between when someone comes up with an idea and when they actually seem to implement it and you know so this one to me was kind of interesting that like it with the Mike Leisner let's get this done right well that it that it was that, but it was still like, you know, a lot of years. And then like, it took so long that they caught up to the, to the Disney world one. They were only like six months apart or something like that. But, you know, they were, they were talking about the ideas for, uh, you know, Eisner came in in like 84 or something like that. And then these rides opened in like 89. So it's still like five years, you know, so let's get this done. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I I liked this one a little better than the Pirates one. I think it was just it was just a little bit tighter. Um, I think because it said they didn't have as much differences between the different versions, they focused a little more on the the concepts behind it. And as Derek said, talking about like what was there before the mine train and the the mule ride and everything like that. Um, and there were a few things like I didn't know that they had. I knew that the buildings were the same from the old um, Rainbow Ridge. Mm. And yeah. whenever I, and also whenever I hear Rainbow Ridge, I think Rock Ridge. Rock Ridge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally different. Totally not Disney. No, but um, but that they rebuilt, but they built rebuilt all the Rainbow Ridge rooms, uh, buildings that those weren't there. I always thought that they had just like they were there, so they kind of left them there. No, they completely rebuilt it. Uh, I did not know about the goat trick either, so that was the first time I'd heard that. You didn't know about the goat trick? 
No, I did not. So I, <laughs> I, I know what I'll be doing Wait, next. What's the goat trick? <laughs> the goat trick is as you're approaching the goat, you keep your eyes on the goat. So you turn your body and keep your eyes because you go around a, a bend. And it, only it at Disneyland. It, yeah, it, it makes only you a, feel like you're going faster. Ah, yeah, what's that? Yeah. I don't know how I missed that because I watched it like <sighs> attentively. Yeah. I don't know. So, so okay. I... So I did learn a few things here. Um, and so I did enjoy this one. And maybe because it was a little bit tighter, I did enjoy this one a little more than the Pirates one. Okay. So. And the third one we watched was Indiana Jones and its appearances in all of the different parks. From the stunt show at Hollywood Studios to the ride at um, Disneyland. The to movie the ride. ride. What? To the great, great movie, movie ride. ride. Yes. To the ride at Disneyland Paris. Right, Steve? The, yes. The, the one yeah, at Disneyland the, the, Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's only fair we let our resident Indiana Jones expert Pete, what were your thoughts on this episode? Um, this was my favorite of the bunch, oh. only because... No, not just because it was Indiana Jones, but because there was a lot of information I didn't know about this because a lot of the history of Disney parks things take place in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and everything. And so now you have something that was more from the 90s and forward. Um, To me, there was quite a few things like one thing I can't believe I didn't know this that the the Indiana Jones, the roller coaster in Disneyland Paris came before. Indiana Jones and the Forbidden Eye. And I always thought that the roller coaster was like built in the two thousands or something like that. So that, that really like, Oh, I didn't realize they, they built that. And there was a few other things like that, that I just, I just didn't realize um, had, had been involved with that. So, um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this ride. I'm a big fan of the stunt show. Um, You know, I know there's a lot of people that are like tired of the stunt show, but um to me, I don't know. We've seen it so many times, but I don't really get sick of it. Um, I do wish they'd bring back uh, the fan so, interaction. So they used to be they would bring they would bring audience members onto the onto the stage, and then they let them participate in the um, in in the second phase, which was the fight in the bazaar. Um, and I've done that twice. My wife did it. My daughter wanted to do it for years, and of course now it's gone. Yet you had to be eighteen in order to do it. And they would always make a joke, like go up there and you got to sign your life away. And everybody, the crowd would all laugh. You actually you really do have to, you yeah. do have to go up and sign your life away. <laughs> so, uh, but um, yeah, I, so I, I did enjoy this episode probably the most. Cause I felt like it was the one I knew the least about. And I also have an, a, a when we did the backstage magic trip back, almost 10 years ago now, which is amazing. Um, no, it was more than 10 years ago. Uh, they took us backstage at this ride and they let me play with the car. They have, they had a little remote control. And so you can, so, so the car, I think they showed it in the episode. Uh, the car is basically on a, on a, um, level you know, track. A, a level, a smooth track and there's hydraulics and there's actually six uh, points of direction up, down, left, right, uh, back, forward, whatever. Um, and so I was able to like, they 
they had these little knobs and you could go and you could make the car do all kinds of things and everything. So it was, it was fun. I mean, it's obviously in the ride itself, it's programmed, but this was backstage and you could play. They let me play with the car. So, and I'm not just talking about a little, little teeny car. This was like the car. So, <laughs> so I, so I have a little bit of a, a affinity for, for that ride for that reason as well. But um yeah, and I, they didn't mention I wasn't surprised because it only recently got announced. Supposedly, Dinosaur. I, I was a little surprised they didn't talk about the right, Dinosaur. Throw this in, yeah. Is, is the same ride same track, track. Um, and the same ride vehicles. It's just a lousier ride. but um, And it is supposedly now going to be converted to Indiana Jones, though I'll believe it when I see it. And with that, I'll turn it over to Steve. Um, I love this ride. Every time I go to Disneyland, I've ride it at least once. Um, I remember when it first opened and they were giving out the little cards so you could decode all mm-hmm. the things throughout the queue. Um, the queue has some amazing interactions. Um, one of my favorite things is love going through and telling people, yes, do pull the rope, even tell us, tells you not to pull the rope. Um, that, um, I found it fascinating. I really liked seeing the model that Tony Baxter had that he was showing. I found that really fascinating and how even the, the boulder rolling boulder works in the model and everything. Um, I found that all fascinating. I almost wish that they just focused on the Disneyland ride enough. There's so much information there that they could gone in so much detail. And then all these jumping, all these other places um, that, um, I just found it fascinating how they go, yes, you're still in a square building, but it doesn't feel like, like it as you're weaving your way through. And then, um, just all the tech that they did, um, and just knowing where I remember where it used to be and then it fell off and they just did a big, um, basically refurb on it and how it's sort of back almost to its glory. The beginning part with the sliding door still does not work, but yes, that doesn't work anymore. But guess fascinating. I mean, I this was probably my favorite episode out of the three. Um being um did I did know because I was asked in Disneyland this trivia question of which roller coasters go upside down. So I did know about the one in Paris that goes upside down. Mm-hmm. Um did learn that when I did that trivia question was the first one Disney Disney coaster to ever go upside down. Um yes. What about you, Derek? Um, I would agree. This was my favorite uh, of the three episodes. This is probably my favorite again because this is probably the right. This is probably the intellectual property at the parks that I knew the least about. Um, I think it's interesting and something. I understand why they didn't announce this because it would have been kind of a shot across the bow. But the voice of Indiana Jones in the Indiana Jones ride is not Harrison Ford. Because, yeah, he, no. because he did not agree. They could not reach an agreement on the rights to his voice. So when they made it, the Indiana Jones you hear in the ride is not Harrison Ford. And you can tell it's not Harrison Ford. You can seriously tell for sure. Especially the last one. The tourists. The whole, Wow, that was the close one. Or the, the yeah. yeah. Um, 
I wish they would have told the story on how they came up with the rolling ball effect, how it was in a, a car wash. The the spinny car wash thing that comes goes up and over your car is how they came up with the idea for the rolling ball effect. So um and that that is honestly such a cool effect that even when you know that that's what they do and you go there, you still cannot tell that that's what they do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I will say that going around the corner, um, that the corner in the dark in the room with all the skeletons, because it's a hard left, yeah. will send things down by your feet shooting out of the right vehicle mm-hmm. <laughs> from experience. Yeah. Yeah, we were on my last ride. The people sitting next to us lost their lost their bag because it went flying um, out. And you cannot go. They will not go get it unless the ride shuts down. Ooh. Now, if yeah. the ride shuts down, they will go look for it. But usually on that turn, if, if it shoots all the way out to the wall, <laughs> if the ride doesn't have a breakdown, that sitting there is not enough to cause a breakdown on the ride. So, um, Pete, I'm a little bit more optimistic than you on Disney World changing over. I honestly hope it's not the same ride. I hope it's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Something because they've got Forbidden Eye. They've got Crystal Skull. God help us. Please don't make another Crystal Skull. (laughs) Um, Which I thought that that came before the movie. Yeah. Oh. And I think I, I thought what was also interesting about that and sorry to skip over Kate here was exactly that, that there were two rides with pretty much the same track that they made different rides, which is mm-hmm. encouraging to me because I totally agree with you. I want the Florida ride to be different, different. from the California one cross fingers. I mean, if they got to, they got to modify it. I mean, it's not like they have duplicates of everything sitting around. So hopefully they'll they'll do something right. a little different. So and sorry. I, I also they talked about the queue. They talked about the queue. They did not mention the fact that for like six months before the ride was open, the queue was open as an attraction. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, the queue was so detailed and so in depth that while they were still working on the ride, they needed the body count that to get people, you know, an attraction. Mm-hmm. So the queue was actually opened as an attraction before the ride actually opened. I didn't know that. So. Wow. That good. <laughs> no, it's not. And again, if you're in a wheelchair, you go in the back and t- you rejoin at the safety instruction room. So at the projection room is where you rejoin the actual line and then there's still an elevator up and over like right at the entrance same thing same area as test track there's an elevator so it's um, a long damn queue too oh yes Yes, it is and the nice part is yeah so it is a long Queue though, you're, you're I think there. you notice them more when you leave and you have to walk all the way out. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Kate, what were your thoughts on the Indiana Jones? <laughs> so, I wish that I could comment on having ridden this ride, but I've only ridden it once the one and only time I've ever been to Disneyland, and uh, I remember loving it. Um, I did this was my favorite of the three. Um, I 
yeah, I loved, I loved this one. Um, I have several friends that do, um, I have several friends that do the Indiana Jones stunt show at, uh, Disney world. So it was kind of fun to be like, Oh my gosh, there's Fabian. Oh my gosh, there's Chris like in this documentary. Plus I've worked with, um, Tom Bazana quite a few times, um, as a show director at Disney, which was really cool to see him on the screen as well. Um, I loved how they talked about the ride mechanics and the, how they were like, we had to get so many new tires and all this stuff. Um, I also love the part where he was like, I want to make a giant snake. And they were like, no. And then he did. And then that was like the biggest thing that you notice about that. What were you going to say, Derek? I was going to wonder, they say they go through tires so fast, but then they didn't tell us how fast they went through tires. <laughs> well, yeah. Number. I, well, I always I didn't realize because again, I've only ridden dinosaur. And I I thought that this was a mechan that this was magnets. I didn't realize no, that it was uh-huh. tires. So um but uh so I loved the bit about the snake that made me that made me laugh. Um I I actually was so intrigued when they were talking about what it was gonna be before it became what it is now and how the guy was like, yeah, we were going to do a maze and it was always going to change and the walls were going to move. And I was like, that sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. (laughs) That sounds like a terrible idea. Um, So that made me giggle. Uh, I did like how that they mentioned my all time favorite ride at Disney world, the great movie ride, which is may rest in peace. Um, Cause now it's stupid, stupid Mickey's runaway, stupid railroad, stupid. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but I'm glad they mentioned that. Cause um, Indiana Jones was featured. That was a big part of that, especially cause that's where like the big action happened with your tour guide and the bandit and all the things. Um, what else, what else, what else, what else? Um, yeah, th- I really, really enjoyed this one. I liked how they worked together to build this. I liked that they tried to put all of the elements from all the movies into this. I really liked um, how they explained what they did with the ball. And it made me wonder if this is the same ride mechanism as Dinosaur. Is this also what it does in Dinosaur? No. When the... when the, Okay, when the that, Dinosaur... That no, that part is different. The, okay. the, the moving room thing is only at Indiana. The track oh, okay. is identical. The, yeah, the, 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 the path that the vehicle goes on is identical, but nothing. Copy that. And, the, and the vehicles themselves are the same, but yeah. Okay. But, so, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed this one. I It makes me want to ride Indiana Jones on repeat. I think I would really enjoy this ride. Um, I yeah. will say to ride it on repeat, it is a very rough ride. It is very, yeah. it is very bumpy. Very I mean, rough ride, like it, rougher than Big Thunder in space. It, it, it I astound- can only ride dinosaur so many times before I get nauseous. Yeah. So I it, get it. It astounds me being the same track and the same same ride vehicle. How? terrible dinosaur is and how great this ride is i i'm not a fan of obviously i'm not a fan of dinosaur i think i think they totally that once and never again we we rode it the last time uh we were there we don't want ride it very often and just like i'm actually bored on that ride (laughs) 
You've clearly, clearly never ridden it with me. If you ride it with me, (laughs) you will not be bored because I quote everything like a millisecond before he says it, just to let everyone in the car know that I know the entire. Oh boy! You probably also very clearly have not ridden it with me. You will probably also quote the stretch room, don't you? No, uh uh-uh. I find those people very annoying. Yeah, I had to stop. I had to stop my wife because my wife was doing that for a while, and yeah, I I upset a person um, because the pre-show to Dinosaur is also my favorite pre. Is one of (laughs) not my favorite. Is one of my favorite pre-shows, and I did upset someone one time because it was like the me and my two friends and like two other people in the room. It wasn't like a whole room of people. And I was just quoting Seeker. And then they were like, um, can you not? Some of us haven't seen this before. And yeah. then I got very passive aggressive and did it even louder. So <laughs> I will say not. Okay, I will see you. That is your favorite pre-show and re, re, uh, raise you a uh, Clive and Claude. Bird brain. <laughs> Lurk. 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 <laughs> what is that from? Oh, tiki, oh, tiki birds. Okay. This is twice. I've only done the tiki room one time. Kate. Oh, I've only Kate. done it one time. Okay. Oh, Where have we gone wrong? I know. Oh, my, the, uh, my other favorite. This would, this would be a great Toonies question. But my other favorite pre-show uh, I don't is agree with you, Kate. Muppet 3D. Muppet Amy. Vision 3D. Oh, God, I do, I do like the. So funny. It is enjoyable. You can skip the entire show and just watch the pre-show. I think the pre-show is better than the show. It's so funny. The pre-show is more pure Muppet than the show. Yeah. So so funny. So, yeah, there you go. Okay. As you mentioned, okay, so we've mentioned a couple other rides that we did not talk about. We've mentioned Tiki Room. We've mentioned Muppets. We've mentioned Great Movie Ride. What ride? Okay, and we've talked about how at least the three of us knew safe to say at least 90% of the, of at least the pirates and big thunder probably knew at least 90% of what they talked about. Um, and on the indie, probably not that high, but what ride do you actually want to know more about? Not the gloss over that they, but go, if they would truly go a deep dive into a ride what ride would you want to know more about the history and the creation? Pete, I'm going to start with you. So I don't know if you can see behind me, but there's posters. I don't know if I can, I can get closer. I probably can't. Um, so over here, Pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, Rainbow Caverns. So yep. we're representing. Um, we're representing the uh, <laughs> Big Thunder Mountain, pre Big Thunder Mountain. This is my pick right here, which is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. This is actually the um, Disney Sea version, poster for the Disney Sea version. But I was so fascinated as a kid by 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is which was at Disney World. Steve, did Um, you ever write it? um, I don't think so. I don't remember it. I might have. So there was, so first there was a, there was the submarine voyage at Disneyland, which was not 20,000 leagues under the sea. No, it was just called submarine voyage. Okay. Um, then they built 20,000 leagues under the sea at Disney world, which was open from 
when it when the park opened to early 90s i think it closed late 80s early 90s yeah yeah and then it was a big lake for a long time um when i was a kid like that ride fascinated me so much and so much so that when they reopened in california as the finding nemo submarine voyage i was like i have to ride this ride um and i still find it fascinating even though it's kind of boring <laughs> but um, um i the, think they're the magic kingdom one um closed in 94 okay so yeah so my wife never my wife we went for the first time together in 97. So she never got to ride the magic kingdom version. We have ridden the, the finding Nemo submarines, which are pretty much the same ride mechanism, but yes, it's, you know, obviously a different story, but to me, you got the California one, you got the Florida one and you'd have the revitalization in California. And then you also got this version in Disney sea. I think there's enough to tell about i would love to hear that history of that ride because i think it would be very interesting i mean walt had his hands on the original so you can it opened in 59 i think even if you had to just do it as disney submarine rides right yeah i mean whatever whatever you call it but i'm just saying the the talking about those the disney submarine rides i remember the story of like khrushchev coming to uh visiting Disneyland and Walt telling him that his submarine fleet was bigger than Khrushchev's or something like that. <laughs> uh, uh, Disneyland, the original was open from 59 to 98. Yeah. I actually did ride it in 92. I was so five. There you, there you go. So you, well, so I, Kate, was, I was almost five. Yeah. So Kate's ridden it. So I, I wrote it and said, it's like the thing as an adult, like the thing doesn't even go underwater, but as a kid, th they would like run bubbles up and like, I was like went so down. right. And I was so amazed by it as a kid. And, you know, I don't know if it still hits kids like it does out in California, but um, yeah, I, I've already gone on too long. Steve, what about you? Um, they've already done it, but my favorite ride of all time is Tower Terror. And then closely followed by that is Guardians of Galaxy Breakout like a really in-depth dive of how that came out to be like from the beginning of how they planned it out, how they got it all to work. I mean, I've read so much on it. I know a lot. I don't think I'd be surprised by anything, but I find that fascinating, but it had to be a new one. And I know Pete and Kate would not like this one, but it's cosmic rewind. Just the concept, how, <laughs> how they came out with, with the ride and the technology of how, <laughs> of how they got put it all together to make it work. Um, I've been on the ride, love the ride. Um, the pre-show for the first time was amazing. And after that, it was like, okay, I'm over it. But just, yeah, I think there, the pre-show and, and how they pulled off some of those effects would be fascinating. So, so those would be those two. Okay. I'm going to go to you next, give you the next one. Oh, okay. Okay. So I have, I have a ride. But I also have something that I think I would rather see more than a ride. My first, the ride, if I could see the creation of a ride, it would be Rise of the Resistance. Um, it's uh -huh. just, it is unlike anything else. It is, and 
partly because every other ride, oh no, but great movie ride, but that's not around anymore. It's not around anymore. I know. So I don't think that counts. Great movie ride would be my first one. That's my favorite ride at Disney World. Or was. Um, but Rise of the Resistance is unlike anything else. It does not matter if you are a Star Wars fan or not. It the technology in it is so cool. It is so immersive. So that would be my ride. But if I could do any anything, I would love for them to do a deep dive into the parades of Disney World. I would love to see what what was the original parade? What was the first concept of the parade? Why why do people love the electrical parade so much? Um why was Sound yeah, Sensational such a such a huge deal? Um uh, maybe talk about the accident that happened at Walt Disney World and how that fundamentally changed parades at Disney. I don't know if if you all know about the accident or not. Um but ba- basically back in uh well it was way before I got there many many years ago, probably 20 years ago. Um there was an accident right at step off uh, where Pluto, um, his paw got caught under one of the floats and he was crushed um, and it was awful. But it fundamentally changed the way that safety is viewed in parades. Um, was that in Spectro? No, it was during the day parade. Okay. It was during the three o'clock parade. Um, I can ask somebody exactly what parade it was. Um, I don't remember. I wasn't there, but it, completely changed how they handle safety with parades, um, their protocols. Uh, they now have e-stops. It just completely changed everything about parades. I want to know, um, I wouldn't mind them talking about, I mean, I know having learned festival, because I opened Festival of Fantasy at, at Disney World um, and the alterations we had to make because the director and choreographers were from California. Well, the, the temperature is so different here that the choreography and the things they were asking us to do just weren't possible. Um, some of them, some things were fine, but just the differences between the parades at other countries, they're, they're phenomenal. So I would love for them to do a deep dive into why Disney parades are so good, what goes into choosing the music, choosing and and really a deep dive, even if they just focused on the electrical parade, because it is so iconic. Who wrote the music to it? Why did they choose the sections they chose? Um, I would that would just be my my deep dive. Sorry if I stole it from you, Derek. Uh, I liked the parade. And that was 2004, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Did you just look that up or did you know that? Sure. Um, yes, I looked it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I will admit that one I looked up as we were sitting here. Okay. Um, which would have been the share a dream come true parade. Got it. Yep. So was that the one with the big globe, the big bo- the big snow globes? No, I think that was after that. Mm, I'll I'll ask. I'll figure it out. Um no those, those sorry, just doing a real quick view. Yes, it was the ones with the big snow oh. globe. Those snow globes seemed like like furnaces. Well, they were air conditioned, weren't they? I think they Highly, air- there may have been a fan, but they were not air conditioned. No. That's fair. Okay. So yeah. um, okay. For me, um I don't know parades was a thought I had. Parades was definitely a thought I had. I would love to go into like Autopia slash Indy cars at Tomorrowland Speedway, just because the beginning of Autopia is 
fascinating how they designed the cars and all that kind of stuff was amazing. And then the issues they had, because originally it wasn't on a track. And originally it had (laughs) police cars that didn't have a governor that could go around to car. And it was a disaster. I didn't know that. No. Yeah. Um, And then the other one I actually had a thought of, which I would love and I know the Fantasyland dark rides as far as the different ride operating systems like the ride because you could do an episode on like the ride vehicles for Mr. Toad Peter Pan you do Peter Pan at the different parks because land is definitely land is somewhat different than world and yeah, not much but yeah. yeah but I mean just how they came up with those different um, those different ride vehicles and how about the Matterhorn that would be a good one for sure. Matterhorn and how he basically sent a postcard of the Matterhorn to the Imagineer well, <laughs> time and said the literal on the background was build, build this. this. <laughs> so, you know, I wouldn't mind also seeing the creation of um, Spaceship Earth. We haven't watched the Epcot one. I'm hoping they dive into that a little bit. There. Oh, that's right. There is see, and when I think Epcot, I think the World Showplace. Steve, so have you, have you, have you watched the Epcot one yet? No, not yet. No. Okay. No, no one has. Watched, okay. No. I'm hoping they. Yeah, I'm hoping if they don't dive into that on the Epcot one, because how like Ray Bradbury, the science fiction author, had a huge hand in creating Spaceship Earth. Like he helped write the script for it. So yeah, I'm kind of hoping with the Epcot one, they do they talk about some of the original attractions that like Horizons and Horizons and yeah, um, World of Motion that kind of stuff. World of Motion that was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, um, the other one they could do is I would be honestly fascinated to see a Cars Land one. Of I know it's fairly new, but how they took the animated to real life because I don't know if yeah. yeah I mean I know you two have ridden it but it's just especially Radiator Springs the Radiator Springs Racers at night is such a phenomenal ride. Would you rather see yes. that or Toy Story Land? Oh Radiator Cars Land yeah. Cars Land yeah Cars Land is so impressive and it 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 highlights to me where they screwed up with Star Wars Land. Star Wars Star Wars Land should have been Tatooine all day. Right, so because the 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 thing is, Cars Land, it's not the greatest movie, really. No, they they took the movie and created it in big scale. Yes, and go walking through Cars Land is amazing. You're walking through Radiator Springs of the movie. Right, you're in the movie. So I I totally agree with you, Derek. And to me, when you go to Star Wars Land, I mean, I I love Rise of the Resistance. I actually really like. A smuggler's run but it's like take me to somewhere i've seen yeah and instead you took me to like generic star wars and yeah, like right. that wasn't really it didn't work and yeah i don't even know but, if they still realize that i think the only thing they got right about star wars land is when you turn the corner and you see the millennium falcon for the first time yes right yeah. because it's I, the millennium think, falcon because it's something you recognize <laughs> in that first initial moment yeah. Of of coming up on it, but the rest of it's like, it's just 
is generic Star Wars, not, yeah, which is a, I think world has the best unveil of Star Wars land as you if you as you walk through the tunnel past Muppet Vision into Star Wars land is a better unveil of what is Star Wars because you walk out of that tunnel and all yeah. of a sudden you see the the mountain range or whatever range. I, I'm not saying Star Wars land isn't cool. It certainly is, but, but it should have been or but it Hoth. It should have been right. It should have been somewhere we've been. And it didn't, yeah. it, it, I mean, a Tatooine would have made the most sense, but like, yeah, it could have worked. Right. Take us to somewhere we've been because then we feel like we're in the movie, right? Uh, which, which is what Cars Land does and what Toy Story Land kind of does makes you kind of feel like, like you're in the movie. And I don't think Star Wars Land does that effectively. And at least not again. On the rides, yes, the rides really work. The rides are fantastic. Oga's Cantina, fantastic. I feel like I'm in Star Wars. But walking around, I just kind of feel like I'm... Or, or, or they need to have more characters. That would be the other thing that would help. And like, as in more characters, you need to pull out 3PO and R2. Yes, yeah, characters, again, characters you know. I mean, because right. the coolest thing in Star Wars land is when you see the characters... And but most of the time no, it's just cool, two no, stormtroopers walking the around. The coolest thing is when you see the Falcon for the first time coming for around sure. the corner to see the Falcon. That's yeah. the coolest thing in Star Wars Land. Yeah. So, and why? Because we recognize it. Exactly. <laughs> and more importantly, we recognize it. The, the 30 and 40 and 50 something people who have the kids that we're taking to Disney World or going to Disney World ourselves and are paying the money. We rec- we recognize the Falcon, right? So, and so I mean, I had a friend uh, who actually passed away uh, last year, and one of my favorite videos of the Millennium Falcon in Galaxy's Edge is it was when it first opened, and his husband is taking the video, and he's like, "So we found," and my friend AJ who passed away is just running circles around his husband, grown man in his forties, just going. <sighs> And like, it is my, it is one of my favorite videos because it just shows the heart of these two who love Star Wars so much. And every time CJ tries to be like, we're at the Millennium Falcon. Every time he tries to talk, AJ comes around screaming. "Ah!" It's (laughs) one of my favorites, but I I, think it speaks to what I never tire of being put in the pilot seat and jumping to light speed. Except... The handle goes the wrong way. Well, I, to, I guess I, I guess I'm not that detail oriented because I'm just like the handle on the ride. In yeah. the movie, they pull the handle. So, no, uh, I, I will I guess, always be the engineer, and I will always just stare at the wall the entire time because <laughs> otherwise, I get motion sick. Oh, <laughs> full time, I will stare at the wall. Okay, <laughs> so we are not going to do Pixie Dust ratings on this because we have not watched the full season. So, but we will be hitting the other three because really the other three, I think, may be a little bit more interesting with the food and Epcot and the nighttime spectaculars. I think may be a little bit more interesting, at least to me, because that may have some more information that I may not necessarily know. 
It's, I think so. I, I agree with you, except on the food. I don't know what they're going to like tell me about turkey legs that I don't know about turkey <laughs> or legs. The, or, the, or the Mickey pretzels with right. the plastic cheese. Or the, yeah, or, or, or the churros taste better in California. Yes, they, they do. do. They're crunching. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. That is the breakfast which, of champions. Which is because they make them fresh in California and they bring them out from the back in Florida. That's true. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, I mean, churros are the breakfast of champions at Disneyland. Yeah. So, um, okay, Kate, what have we got for the Disney Plus news this week? Listen, y'all, we don't have much. In fact, the only thing we have in the Disney Plus news is big shocker, not Muppet Mayhem. No tech second season, folks. One and done. And I will say, I didn't necessarily expect a second season because it wasn't that great. That was pretty yeah. terrible. It was. It was. I wouldn't go to terrible. I wouldn't. I would go to not good. That's yeah, fair. it was. It was middle of the road Muppets. Right. I would. I would argue it was not the worst thing the Muppets have done in the last twenty years. But correct, not the best. Although, if you figure the last twenty years, you're not counting because I hate to tell you this, like Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppet uh, Treasure Island were like. 30 years ago. Right, I'm not counting those. I'm counting no. I'm counting in the, the 21st Muppet century. Like I think the I I would still argue the first Muppet movie Muppet with movie. Jason Segel. I really liked that movie. I thought that was I know I know Derek you didn't like it. I really liked that movie. The Muppets Most Wanted? No, but the first Muppet Most Wanted was terrible and Muppets from Space was terrible. Yeah, that that I still think of as like the old era Muppets because there was like no, I think that is the middle era up Muppets. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the post post Jim Henson, post but Henson. pre Disney is in control. Yeah, that's fair. So, okay. But, Speaking yeah. of movie series that may or may not have been completely past their prime, next <laughs> week we're going to be watching Indiana Jones and the Dial <laughs> of Destiny. <laughs> Um, Kate, have you seen it yet? No, I have not. I have not either. I know Steve and Pete have. Okay. Steve and Pete predictions. Are either one of us going to like it? Derek's not going to like it. That's my prediction. I, oh, I think I think Derek Derek's going to be okay with it. I don't think he's going to love it, certainly. <laughs> but I, Kate's going to like it. I think Kate's going to like it. I'm not usually a huge. I mean, I like Indiana Jones. You'll like it. Okay. Derek's gonna be Derek. Yeah, yeah Derek's gonna be more. Well, well when yeah. I say Derek's gonna like it, I'm saying like a two and a half. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that that's that's Derek liking something. Yeah, yeah, two or two and a half. <laughs> Kate will probably give it a three. That's my prediction. Ooh. Well, we shall see next week. Yeah. Um. Guys, if you have any suggestions, we've got a whole lot of dead air because of the actor's strike and the writer's strike. We've got a whole bunch of episodes that we can take suggestions for, especially January, February, March. Not a lot in the spring coming, is there? No, there's there's less than not a lot coming. There's Echo, (laughs) which they're releasing all at once, which should tell you something when they're with their advertising that What If is coming on each day and they're releasing Echo all at once should tell you something about echo um but if you've got suggestions please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com i know we're going to be doing we're going to be doing star wars visions season two 
Oh, I can't we wait. We'll finish. We will definitely finish behind the attraction. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of vault movies we got coming up. But other than that, we've got some open, definitely some open spots between, especially February, March ish. Um, like we need a Valentine's suggestion if anyone's got one. We've got a couple ideas. But if you've got a suggestion for Valentine's Day, please make it. Kate, what, what is your suggestion? No, I don't have a suggestion. I just think that people should go vote for the Toonies. Oh, yeah. Yes. The link is up on our Facebook page. We oh, will be. Oh. I just voted. I literally just voted. Are we allowed to vote? Oh, no. Are we not allowed to vote? We're allowed to vote. Oh, Oh, I I haven't voted yet. We are definitely allowed to vote. Oh, no. I just did it. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. (laughs) Me and Gina will be the only two votes for that show. Wow. (laughs) Except something has to be best this year. And so... We shall see how that goes. Um, Guys, we have new episodes coming out every Thursday on YouTube and all the major podcasting services for Kate, Pete, and Steve, Gina in Absentia. I am Derek, and we will see everyone next week. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for watching this week's episode of The Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.